Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I am here with my man Sticks Picks, and we are talking NFL Week Two Fantasy Breakdown. As you all listened last week, we made a lot of money, and we're gonna do it again. Sticks, how you doing today, buddy? I am doing all right. I've been better. Um, We've talked about it. I may have had a few last night or something. I don't know, but I'm ready for this slate. I am pretty locked in. I'm going to do a little bit more research today. There's just that 13th game really throwing me off a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because we had the two Monday nights and now they're coming back and it's it's weird. At least we had a solid Thursday night game. I was surprised. I thought that game was going to suck. It ended up being awesome. If anybody didn't already play uh, the props bets that we had, we had we were one for one for one. Uh, unfortunately, AJ Green got a million targets, just couldn't haul any of them in. So that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But man, we slammed that Joe Burrow over 238. Eight and a half, and I think by halftime he had like 170 yards. So I was feeling real, real good about that. Finished with over 300. So we appreciate the hell out of the 80 model here, and we're excited to play a lot more props this weekend. But first, we got to play those DFS lineups. We got to get everything in. We're going to be looking at everything. We're going game by game with you, uh, guys. Honestly, you. The, in the last 90 seconds, Nick went from almost dead to sounding like a normal human being. I've never seen anything like this in my entire <laughs> life. So, guys, let's rock and roll. We're going to get right into this for him, for myself. Let's start with this incredible New York Giants at Chicago Bears game. The Bears are favored by, it looks like, five and a half points. Implied total for the Bears, 23 and 23.7, about 24. Giants is around 18. Talk to me a little bit about this game. Saquon looked absolutely terrible last week, but it's really not his fault, in my opinion. It's the offensive line. Um, does, is this Bears defense as good or better than the Steelers defense? Do you think the offense? How, how do you how are you looking at this game? Oh, they're definitely not nearly as good as Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's like a, a top three defense in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, they they looked really really solid. I think Saquon's certainly in play. I mean, you could run on Chicago. Detroit just showed us that last week. What they've run Adrian for like Peterson? <laughs> yeah, the ageless wonder. Adrian Peterson had ninety yards. I think Saquon can do something. Yeah, I mean, the, I think Detroit had almost 150 as a team. So Saquon himself isn't going to really be splitting time with anybody. So I like Saquon a great deal. And then on the other side, I, uh, I'm i very interested in David Montgomery this week. Not going to lie to you. Interesting. I mean, Benny Snell's not the best running back out there. And I think he had a, like 18 carries for 118 yards, whatever it was. Uh, it was kind of sad as a Giants fan to watch that happen. Do you think David Montgomery is healthy enough to warrant enough ownership shares in your lineups? He sure looked healthy last week. He didn't do a whole lot, but they used him in the passing game. I think he had over 60 yards rushing and a lot of carries. I think, what do you have, 15 or 16 carries? So I'm going to trust it. You could definitely run on New York, that's for sure. I know you could pass on him as well. I just, I hate going back to the well. And, you know, Trubisky and Robinson and Miller were kind of our favorite, one of our favorite stacks last week, obviously outside the Packers. But I think this game could kind of just be slow and ugly with a ton of running. And that's really where I'm I'm going for right now. Allen Robinson's obviously a great play no matter what. He's having some contract issues and attitude issues with the Bears. I don't know if that's going to affect his play. I don't think it ever will. Nothing affects this guy's play. He could have Blake Bortles there and Mitch Trubisky there. Did you just going a ball no matter what? So I think we're good with Anthony Miller. Really good matchups on the outside, especially if he sees a lot of Corey Ballantyne. And uh, what their other guys, James Bradbury, yikes. Yeah, um, 
New York secondary is not good, but I think I really want to go to David Montgomery, especially if he's going to become a three down back in this offense. Like we thought he would a little bit in the off season. He's pretty damn cheap too. And I don't think anybody's going to play him. So yeah, that's looking, looking over here on FanDuel. He's about 5.6 K and ownership percentage right now as of Saturday morning is 2.6%. So yeah, this is a way to get a little, a uh, little different on the slate to say the least. Yeah, 80 miles got him rushing for 60% of the carries, and that's over 60 yards. So if he can get in the box, this is going to be a really good value spot there in, in DFS this week. That's pretty much all I want. On, I mean, Jimmy Graham, he's certainly in play too. He's cheap. They're going to look for him in the red zone this year, but he's just David Montgomery and then Saquon for me. I know how good Slayton looked on Monday night. I don't think I'm going to go back to the well. Chicago secondary didn't look too bad against Detroit. I know they were, most of their damage was done on the ground, so I think I just want the two running backs. Just the two running backs. I, w- I guess I wouldn't call you crazy, though, if you wanted any of that uh, Chicago passing attack, honestly, because the Giants secondary is that bad. The whole Giants defense is just that terrible, and it is pretty unfortunate there. So let's move on from this game. We'll go to a very stack-friendly game. We have the Atlanta Falcons traveling down to Jerry World. Looks like the Cowboys are favored by four and a half right now. Um, implied total for Dallas, 29, Atlanta about 24 and a half. I think this game's going to be a shootout. I think this game's going to be a lot of fun. Vegas agrees with us. They have this game over 50 at this point. It's 20, uh, 53.5. I got to do a little math, guys. Sorry, I'm not perfect at this. Talk to me about this game. I mean, we, we hit Seattle and Atlanta last week. Obviously, the uh, Sunday night game, we didn't really have too much to do with that, but I'm sure you were paying attention. How are you looking at this game, and where are you looking to go with some of those stacks? Everywhere. I think Seattle, or not Seattle, Atlanta is just going to be that up-paced game that's always going to have a total around 48 or higher, and this is a great spot. There's tons of skill players that are in play on both sides of the ball. You you know who all of them are. Um, saw a lot of snaps from CeeDee Lamb, a lot of targets too, so I like that. He's probably going to be popular this weekend. I'm not sure I'm going to go to him at all. But, I mean, everybody in this game is in play. Just whoever's getting Isaiah Oliver. So, Whoever uh, is getting Isaiah Oliver. <laughs> Dude, he I is like so him. bad. To just, just, it's not good. Metcalf just burned him on that one. Touch. I know Metcalf could have had a much better day than he yeah. had, but the, the touchdown that I don't, Isaiah Oliver was like 10 steps behind him. That was not good. Hey, he's fast, man. Nobody can run a straight line like DK Metcalf. You got to give him <laughs> that right there. Um, I do think I, I completely agree with you. Looking at some ownership right now, Zeke is at 40% over here on FanDuel. So that is a little excessive, I think. You can also get Amari Cooper at 20%, but I honestly would rather pivot to Michael Gallup. $1,000 cheaper with 7% less ownership. One question that everybody saw, and I actually had to pick him up. I got to pick him up in a league. Russell Gage, since Mohamed Sanu has been traded to the Patriots, he has something along the lines of seven or eight targets a game. Um, Atlanta's going to be most likely playing from behind. Atlanta's not very good on defense, but they love to throw the ball. Is there? Are, are you getting really weird with it and maybe pivoting to that third wide receiver in that offense, or are you going to try and just keep it to Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones? Um, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and this is a great week for Hayden Hurst. I know everybody was on him last week. We faded him, so that was nice. Uh, I think this is a spot for him where that offense really uses the tight end, and Russell Gage was kind of just a benefactor of the situation last weekend, just passing it everywhere, and then Hayden Hurst not being able to do much, and he having to kind of help out in the pass rush. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is a really good spot for Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I'm not going to play Russell Gage at all. Julio and Ridley, you don't need me to – 
tell you to play those guys are always in smash spots. So this should be, yeah, this should be the best game to stack. Absolutely. I love it. And so that means Dak Prescott's in play. That means Matt Ryan's in play. I'm assuming Zeke can play, but as we said, his ownership oh, yeah. is through the roof right now. Let's go on to your Green Bay Packers. They are being met by the Detroit Lions in Lambeau. The Packers are favored by six and a half. As we said last week, play Aaron Rodgers. He was criminally underowned, and it worked out really well for us. Um, where I'm looking, I can't find him. Where am I? Where the hell is he? What's going on? I don't know. Something's going on over here on this side. I can't even find Aaron Rodgers on this page. But talk to me a little bit. I know we said last week that this is as much as everybody's going to play Aaron Rodgers, as much as everyone's going to play Deont- uh, Devontae Devonte Adams. Devontae this, Adams week, yeah. this is actually the smash spot for Aaron Jones. Talk to me a little bit about that. It is. You could run all over Detroit. I liked, really liked what I saw of David Montgomery running against his team. And Tariq Cohen even had some viable carries as well. He had, I think, what, seven carries for like 50 yards. So Tariq Cohen could do it. Aaron Jones is definitely going to do it. It's my, I was talking about this on Monday. I absolutely love this spot for Aaron Jones. It doesn't look like the public is that heavy on Aaron Rodgers anymore. Yeah. So they're not doing the recency bias as much. But Devontae Adams is going to be super, super chalky and for great reason. Detroit secondary is kind of ripped apart, but they are going to play man coverage and they should have some safety help to kind of bracket Devontae Adams. Allen Robinson did not go off last week and I rewatched that game. I did like the coverage I had on Robinson. He just made a hell a couple hell of a you know, mm-hmm. amazing catches. Yeah. So for a lot of his production, obviously he was he was wide open on a few as well. But I just don't see Devontae Adams having that crazy game that we saw last weekend. And it's going to be a fade for me. I, I really like Aaron Jones. The model loves Aaron Jones. Let me see what he's kind of projected for here. We got him just about 65 rushing yards, a very good chance of scoring a touchdown and over three catches in the passing game. So yeah, it's, if he gets in the box, he is going to smash value and he's going to be criminally low owned. And I love that. I love to hear that. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers right now, a little under 6% over here on FanDuel, Aaron Jones under 5%. Got to ask, Kenny Galladay has already been ruled out for the Lions. We saw that last week and we had a couple pivot plays as well. Um, I mean, obviously, the secondary for the Packers is a little bit better than the Bears, in my opinion, and I'm sure is yours as well. How are you looking at this Lions receiving core? TJ Hawkinson did pretty well. Marvin Jones saw his targets. Quinton Cephas, I think, had the most targets for the Lions last week. Not sure anybody's going to keep playing him. How do you feel about that aspect of this game? Um, I, I really don't want to mess with Detroit's receivers at all. Um Maybe Danny Amendola, I guess. You know how much I just don't want to ever play him. Marvin Jones is surely in play, but I don't really want to mess with Jair Alexander or Kevin King. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, I, I would go Green Bay defense here and, and pair that with Aaron Jones. That's probably as much as I'm getting into this game is just some Packers shares with the passing game, but a lot of Aaron Jones. I love that. I love that. All right, let's move on. Weird, weird, weird game with the weird line. We have the San Francisco 49ers traveling out to New York City for a one o'clock game. I guess it's it's really uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, but who's counting, right? Uh, we have the 49ers favored by seven and a half points, six and a half points. Currently, the Jets looked awful last week. The Niners didn't look great, but we think that they're a much better team. Is there anything in terms of fantasy that you're trying to mess with with this game? Because uh, it doesn't look like anybody's very highly owned. Uh, Raheem uh, Mostert right now at 8%, and that's pretty much it. I. I don't know who the hell's even healthy for the Jets. Uh, nobody. Uh, I think uh, Balage might be coming in uh, for this game. Le'Veon Bell is out. Uh, Frank Gore, I think, is starting. If that does anything for you, 
That doesn't do it for me, no. Um, I'd like to see Brandon Ayuk come out and play, but the Kittle's questionable, right? Most likely doubtful. I think he's already yeah. out. I think Kittle's already ruled out. He's out? Okay, yesterday I know he was, mm-hmm. he was doubtful. So, all right, well, yeah, no, this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, this I game don't, sucks. You could definitely play Mostert, but, I mean, the Jets run, he's pretty solid. I don't know. I yeah. feel like this is going to be a big workload for Mostert, McKinnon, Coleman. I guess you could maybe play Jordan Reed. Is he sneaky around the Jets side? Now you could play Chris Herndon, I guess, if he's the only pass catcher they have. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much everybody. Secondary for San Fran got torched last week, and Richard Sherman's out. Yeah, so it's like, is there some value in any Jets players? I don't know who. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. With the way Sam Darnold looked, again, his stat line I think at one point was two of eleven for twenty seven. Yeah, let the pass pass this uh, game. Get out. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, I. How do you feel? I gotta ask. How do you feel about betting this game? Because it's, it's no a weird friggin' line, man. Yeah, no play at all. That's yeah. that's it's too yeah. weird for me. And no then here's, an, here. here's another weird game. Somehow the Eagles are favored by one point. The Rams are traveling out to Philadelphia. And the Eagles are favored by one point after we saw what happened there. When we see a line like that, we're supposed to steer into it and say, okay, Vegas, we'll take the one point in Philadelphia. But this scares the hell out of me. How are you looking at this game in terms of, I got, I got to ask again about the betting aspect because why the hell are the Eagles favored in this game? And then we'll get into the DFS side. Yeah, I thought the Rams had been you know close to like a field goal favorite. Right. Especially with how banged up Philly is, but... Miles Sanders back. You could run on L.A., that's for sure. We saw Zeke do it, and the model loves playing running backs against L.A. It looks like a lot of – I mean, the public is betting the Rams pretty hard. So I, don't, I mean, it looks like everybody is. The line opened at Philly minus three and a half, so I don't know. Weird, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't like this one. Yeah, I want to say – It should be a really fun game to watch, though, that's for sure. I don't know. With what Aaron Donald did last week to a relatively healthy Cowboys offensive line, I can't see it not happen. Like what we saw last week not happening again with uh, Carson Wentz just getting the shit kicked out of him, which I'm always here for. In terms of DFS, as you said, you know, we're interested in playing Miles Sanders. He is coming off of that injury. Obviously, he didn't even travel with the team week one. Is that a little cause for concern? Is that something, again, we want to steer into knowing his his value, his ownership won't be nearly as high? Or are you going to just say, you know what, the model loves him? Right now on FanDuel, he's 3.3% owned. So you can get a little... Malcolm Brown has a higher ownership. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, the model's not necessarily in love with him just because I, I had a really hard time projecting what his workload's going to be. I think I want to wait and see on Miles Sanders. I think that's probably the safest way to go. And then with the Rams, I think as everybody wants to play Robert Woods, you could probably play Cooper Cup this week. I think that's the better matchup on the inside there, assuming Cup plays a lot of the slot this week. Um, That's about it. I don't want to play any L.A. running back. I don't want to play anybody else on Philly. Maybe Obviously, the tight ends are in play. That's about it. I just don't know how much I'm going to get to them personally. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like the field's very high on them, but Zach Ertz's price is still super cheap, so... 5.6k that's that's really cheap for him 
smash it over here on FanDuel. We have Zach Ertz, uh, 6.3% or three, six point three k at 10% owned. Dallas Goddard, 9% owned, uh, a little bit down there at 5.5. I don't think we're going to see exactly what happened last week again. So let's hop over to the next game. We have the Carolina Panthers traveling down to the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Brady's. Uh, the Brady's are favored by eight points currently, which just seems a little too big for me. So as we saw last week with the Tampa Brady's, uh, Tom didn't look so great. Offense didn't look so great. Gronk was didn't really go out for even too many routes. Mike Evans, while he only caught a ball, he at least affected the game in some way, shape, or form. Do you think this is a spot? I mean, Chris Godwin's going to be out. Do you think this is a spot for anybody else in that Tampa Bay passing attack? Yeah, you could definitely play Mike Evans. Carolina secondary, I mean, this whole defense is awful. I mean, we saw everybody kind of have a lot of success with the Vegas Raiders last week. I know um, Ruggs was having a really solid start to that game before he got injured, and then I, I think he came back in, but really wasn't effective after that. Josh Jacobs just destroyed him. It's going to be pretty tough for them to cover Mike Evans, but I think without Godwin, it makes it a lot easier to prep for him. Um, what about Scotty Miller? I mean, <laughs> mm. Tom Brady's little slot target. He always seems to get one and make one out of nothing, and Scotty Miller was the benefactor of that last week, that's for sure. I like that a lot. And as we did last week, we uh, smashed Josh Jacobs and we made a lot of money on that dude had three touchdowns, almost 100 yards on the ground. Is this a place where you're maybe going to pivot a little of that uh, ownership share to, as CL likes to say, Rojo? Rojo is certainly in play. Yeah. Um, Is this the week we start to see a little bit more Fournette, though, because it's such a plus matchup. They don't really need to go with all one guy. That's a good question. That's what I'm scared of. Is so I want to smash play Rojo, but we're going to see Fournette this week. He like we have, we have to. Yeah, we yeah. have to see him. Like he, he's going to play. So going to play. Yeah, that, I would love to see Rojo. People come here for Nick. He's going to play. <laughs> I'd love to say Rojo's one of my top running backs this week, but I just can't do it because uh, it's going to be a timeshare of some sort, and I could not tell you who's going to get the goal line carries. Yeah, we'll see. I hope it's Rojo, but you never know. Also, by the way, Christian McCaffrey's in this game. You can play him if you want. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. We also saw uh, Robbie Anderson go off last week, but we know he's a deep threat. We can't really expect too much from him in terms of target share. Anybody else on this Carolina team that you want to talk about? I mean, again, Christian McCaffrey's there. Take him, play him. Can't really get angry at you, especially in cash games. But anything in terms of, I know you, uh, you as I, not a huge fan of DJ Moore. We really liked him last week. Are we liking him all this week? No, I don't really want to pick on Tampa Bay's defense at all. I really like the secondary. They looked really solid last week against New Orleans, and I think they're just—I think they're true. Um, if I did play anybody, yeah, it's probably going to be my guy DJ Moore, um, Robbie Anderson. I mean, if they're playing catch up, it's a really good spot for Robbie Anderson again. But is the public going to go back or start to chase him a little bit now too? It doesn't look too much. He doesn't look no. No one on. Carolina's popular at all. Wow. I mean, this team's going to be playing catch up early. So mm-hmm. we'll I see Christian like... McCaffrey, of course, 17% owned. But again, we're not here to tell you to play Christian McCaffrey. It's really not that difficult to figure out. No. We'll move on to this next game. Don't know if we're going to have too much in terms of plays here. We have the Buffalo Bills traveling down to Miami. Miami's going to have some stand- fit, uh, fans in the stands. There we go. Over under of 41 and a half. Bills are favored by five and a half points. Anything at this game? Yeah. Um, always get a couple lineups with Josh Allen, 
John Brown and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I like the one on one stack there. I usually don't like both of them together, but I will have a couple lines for that and nothing for Miami. Nothing for Not Miami. This, maybe Mike Jacecki again in those lineups with Josh Allen, but that's that's about it for me. Gasecki is 0.7% owned. So people, yeah. the you, goat could definitely out there. You, you could use the tight end against Buffalo for sure. Nick has been building his bust for Canton for a while now. So just, just play him in at least one lineup. I you think. know what? No, I'll play him in a lot. I, I like Mike Gasecki this week. Model likes him. I like him. It's, right. uh, it's, well, we know you like him, but let's take your bias out of this for a second. The model likes him. I think that part's pretty important too. Indeed. That's the spot. Let's go to Mike Jacecki. Let's go to Mike Jacecki. Of course, everybody, make sure to be on the lookout. Sticks Picks is going to do this Sunday morning live stream. We're going to have all the up-to-date information, all That's the ins, right. all the outs, and everywhere to go. So we want to get funny with it. Let's go to this Jacksonville-Tennessee game. This line opened up at 10.5 points to Tennessee. The Minshew mania, the Minshew magic has brought it all the way down. We're now looking at about 7.5. So, I mean, that's a pretty big swing, three points. Derrick yeah. Henry is 42% owned in Derrick Henry's games against the Jags last year. I think he had close to about 500 yards. And I'm not being hyperbolistic on that one at all, I don't think. I think it was legitimately over 400. So, I mean, if he's 42% owned, I'm assuming that means cash games, you pretty much have to click that lock button. But how else do you feel about this game? Yeah, Derrick Henry's in an absolute smash spot. I just I hate playing them in, on DraftKings just because of no PPR, but it really does. Points are points, so it's kind of just me in my own head there. Yeah, it, it's a great spot for him. You could definitely run on Jacksonville. Marlon Mack was off to a hell of a start last week running on this defense, and then, you know, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines had really solid games as well. I can't believe Jacksonville won, but yeah, if you want to play Derrick Henry, you could definitely play like Chanel, DJ Chark on the other side. I'm not going to be into Keelan Cole. It's just not my thing. But Chanel looks pretty solid. It looks like he's going to get a big workload, but it's another great week for DJ Chark. LaVisca Chanel. So here's here's an interesting one. Um, LaVisca Chanel, uh, Colorado legend, only at about 2% owned right now. So I hate Corey Davis. I think he's terrible, and I was extremely surprised that he went in the top 10 or top 7, whatever the hell it was in the NFL draft. A.J. Brown came in, was absolutely fantastic. He's already ruled out. How do you feel about, I mean, Corey Davis looked like he got a lot of the looks yesterday or last week on Monday. We obviously saw Johnu Smith as well a little bit. How do you feel about the passing attack now with A.J. Brown being out of that game? Do you think there's worth any targets to go around, or are you just terrified that now they don't have some guy to take the top of the defense off that they're going to be able to lock everybody else down? Yeah, I mean, Trey Herndon's the the cornerback you want to pick on in Jacksonville, but it's usually with speed. Corey Davis is not fast. Um. Uh, what about I think Adam Humphreys? I think Adam Humphreys is a nice little play this week, but it's not really a game script where I want to roster Tennessee pass catchers just because the running game is in such mm-hmm. a smash spot. I think that's that's I got to take a, a you know a stance on my player pool. I can't play everybody. I think I'm just going to go Derrick Henry, and then a little bit of DJ Chark and Chanel in my player pool for this game. But I got to look into these a little bit more tonight and we'll, yeah. we'll have a full stance tomorrow. We'll have a very full stance tomorrow. And I'm actually pulling up my DraftKings Sportsbook right now because if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw the over under prop for uh, our boy Derek Henry at like 118. Um, seems excessive. Seems yeah. excessive. We usually don't see, uh, we usually don't see props like that, but I'm just pulling it up right now. Um, rushing yards. We have, come on, people. It's it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. So I'm just going to scroll down. I got Derrick Henry. Yes, 118 and a half. So uh, if you got big balls, 
uh, this is this is the place to to put them down on the table. And Gardner Minshew, man, I'm not going to take a stance on him. I love the guy no matter what, but over under three incompletions, I guess. I got to ask. The dude seems what? like he hits everything. What's going on? No, he's going to have more than three incompletions. All right. Maybe we'll have a little friendly wager. Unless they just don't pass at all. <laughs> hey, they didn't pass 20, much last week. 19 to 20. One incompletion. It's not too bad. Uh, moving on, let's go to this Minnesota Indianapolis game. Indy is favored by three points. We have an over under of 49 here on the dot. Uh, as we saw last week, we picked on the Minnesota secondary because they're all brand new. Are we going to do the same this week with the Colts? Obviously, understanding it's not quite Aaron Rodgers and they don't quite have a Devontae Adams back there as well. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> yes. I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm not the analyst. I'm just here to talk into the microphone. I want to know what you think, Nick. I want to know what the model thinks, Nick. I think that's the more important part. All right. I forgot who we were talking about. We're talking about Indy and Minnesota and smashing oh the Indy wide receivers. Oh, dude, this is rough. You're gonna. You're almost go. there, bud. You're almost there. Right, let's do this. Uh, all right. So you're gonna you would look it. really good with like really long hair because it kind of like. Oh, I, dude, dark. I used to have I used yeah. to have hair down to my shoulder in college. Oh, Jesus the hockey Christ, hair. That's gross. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, like, like it, it's, yeah, no, it's like, kind of dark. Jesus. So like your 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 do rag kind of flows into the hair, and it actually looks like you'd have a really nice full. You'd look good, man. You look like I'm a good billionaire. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah, Minnesota secondary, not good. I'm glad we got that one right. Um, I'm very happy we got that one right. Everybody got it right with Devontae Adams, but the real play was Aaron Rodgers and everybody on that Packers offense. I I love this matchup for everybody on Indy. I think Paris Hilton, Paris Campbell, Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. <laughs> there you go, Paris Hilton. Let's make that the combo. Both are in play. The Paris Hilton combo. Uh, everybody's in play against Minnesota in, in the secondary there. They're just so, so, so bad. I kind of have interest in Phillip Rivers and stacking them up here and maybe using Delvin Cook and or Adam Thielen on the other side. I think you could even play Kirk Cousins this week. It's it's sneaky. It's disgusting. What's up? Now you're getting a little crazy, but I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... It, I'm kind of leaning that way a little bit right now. I just, the one thing I'm worried about with Minnesota is the lack of pass attempts. They are obviously a very run heavy team, but I think we could really, like, you could use Phil Rivers this week, stack him up with a couple other people. You know, you use Jonathan Taylor and then use one of the Paris Hiltons, uh, Paris Campbell or T.Y. Hilton. You could use Naeem Hines. It's, there's a lot of, I like this. Like, it, Proved so true last week. Running back scored against Minnesota. Receiver scored against Minnesota. Yeah, tight ends could probably score against Minnesota. I, I think I'm going to go pretty heavy on Phil Rivers, man. I love it. I just watched you talk yourself into all of that, and it was great. I knew we were going to yeah. be on those wide receivers, but I didn't think we were going to go far down that rabbit hole to, yeah, let's stack <laughs> the whole cold. I mean, Phil Rivers did throw for a lot of yards last week. They didn't punt once. He had a couple interceptions. They made it all the way down to the goal line once and did not score, so that's kind of where that game got a little out of hand for him, but with um, with all that, I think the Paris Hilton combo. I, I thought it was a joke, and then I realized we have T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell. 
people. So I think we can have a lot of fun with that one. But also Jonathan Taylor right now I'm seeing is 33% owned here over on FanDuel. So watch out. If you're looking to get real weird, you can fade him. If not, just kind of to eat that chalk. He should be really good this week. I'm excited to see what happens there. And yeah, man, I think a little Phil Rivers in that Paris Hilton combo could be could be a nice smash spot for everybody. And then Dalvin Cook, as we saw last week, him and Madison didn't really do too much. They got out of hand real quick. I think Dalvin Cook ended up scoring that touchdown, but really not too much other than that. How do you feel about playing him against the Colts, especially after seeing your um, alma mater's own James Robinson? Uh, pretty much kind of, I think he got, what, like 10 carries for 60 yards? I mean, what's up? Undrafted free agents, free agent James Robinson from the ISU Cy- red red cyclones redbirds red your redbirds okay all right, red all right all right i like both i i, I i'm always gonna like delvin cook i mean i got him projected for only 56 percent of the carries and that's over 70 yards so the model likes running against indy i know they have a very solid defense run defense or at least they did last year but you could i it's more of a just a better run offense here in Minnesota. I don't really care about the matchup when it's Minnesota. It's just like Cleveland when they obviously outside of Baltimore, because that was very tough last week. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely have interest in Delvin Cook. Alexander Madison, he's super cheap. If you wanted to play him, he's going to have a role like that's for sure going to be a thing. It's it's pretty much like uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, except they'll pass to Delvin Cook a little bit. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to see later, later in this year. Madison is going to have a role like Kareem Hunt. Damn, that's going to be fun. RIP Dalvin Cook owners. Last question on this game. Uh, obviously, Marlon Mack went down. He was looking fantastic. They already came out, said Jonathan Taylor is the starting running back. But as we saw, Naheen Hines was on the field, it felt like, for every single play. He caught all the balls. He got rushing attempts. He got a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. And that was still before Marlon Mack, at least the receiving touchdown, was before Marlon Mack went down. Jonathan Taylor is 33% owned. Naheen Hines is 3% owned. What's the public thinking here? Because I think, again, Naheem Hines is going to get all those balls to catch. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was pretty involved in the passing game, too, so that was really cool to see. Uh, Taylor's definitely, he's just a lock in cash games. you got to play him. Um, GPPs, you can get a little bit different. I still think he's a really good play. But uh, I don't I mean, what was the snapshot last week? I thought I had this already written down. That's how... Aired I am for you guys here, but Jonathan Taylor, yeah, only 35% of the snaps. Marlon Mack got hurt pretty quick. Mm-hmm. 53% of the snaps. Naeem Hines, is that because they were chasing points pretty quickly in that game? Or I guess they weren't. No, they, they were, were up. Pretty <laughs> quick, yeah. I Yeah, I don't know why Hines is... On FanDuel, I definitely get it because he's definitely going to be more involved in the passing game than he is the run game. But yeah, Hines is certainly in play for sure. I like that. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it tomorrow, especially when you're feeling a little bit better and don't look like you're about to die. People can't see you, by the way. They can only hear you, and you sound great. But my God, I got a couple shots of my screen, and I am excited to share them with everybody Sunday morning. Oh, uh, it's not good. Yeah, I'm literally I got a wet towel over my head. You look, but you look incredible, and I can't wait. Let's move on to this next game. We have Denver going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is favored by seven straight. 
over under of 40.5. So they don't believe there's going to be too much scoring. We saw James Conner get hurt very quickly. He now has no designation. James Conner is very frustrating. I know you were super high on him this year, but this is like the third year already of him just kind of being hurt. It looks like it's going to be yeah. a consistent thing. And it's, it's kind of, it kind of just sucks at this point. So how are you looking at this game? I mean, we saw Benny Snell go to town on that giants defense last week. Denver didn't look so hot. But now with Philip Lindsay being out, is this a place for Melvin Gordon? Or are we going to just kind of stay away from the run game considering what Pittsburgh's defense was able to do to one of the better backs, in my opinion, in Saquon Barkley and Lee? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to pass on this game in general. As of now, I, I want to hear more about Cortland Sutton. And uh, I, I guess I like Jerry Judy. I think his route running could definitely beat this uh, Pittsburgh secondary a little bit, you know, especially if they're chasing points, if Pittsburgh can, can score. But yeah, this game's a pass for me as of right now. We'll How talk do you about feel them. about so with what we saw Big Ben do last week? Looked a little rusty in the first half. Came out through a couple touchdowns. Juju caught a couple. Do you think that there is anything in play here for the Steelers wide receivers in terms of your boy Chris Harris not being in Denver anymore? Uh, I just throw in a little Chris Harris for you, bud. You know, no, I know. I appreciate. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, Denver looked pretty solid. I know Corey Davis kind of tore him a new one, but uh, no, I don't. I don't think I could. Uh, Juju's fine. Deontay Johnson sure gets a lot of targets, but I don't know. Yeah, I think everybody in this game is just out of my player pool. I'm just going to completely fade it. Maybe play Pittsburgh's defense or something and hope it works out. I mean, it's going to work out. We're just we got to find a defense that gets a pick six or something. <laughs> That's about it for this game. I I just have no read on it. I've, I've looked in as just so many other games more and this one i just can't put a finger on it i don't like it i don't like it for fantasy let's put it that way not putting fingers on anything on this one all right so let's move to these four o'clock games we have three again i wish they gave us a fourth that would make it so much better but it is i know i i hate that because it's very likely these like the three games get commercial break or halftime at the same time it's awful then it's like what do we do that and honestly i don't think any of these games are actually going to be that good so i think that part (laughs) is also going to kind of suck so we have the washington football club traveling to arizona to play the arizona cardinals we saw kyler murray ball out last week had about 100 rushing yards and then he took those knees uh which really pissed off a lot of people we also saw deandre hopkins just be an absolute animal last week which was a lot of fun and we also saw that washington football club go to town on that Eagles offensive line. So how are you looking at this game? Currently the Arizona Cardinals are favored by seven over under a 46 and a half. How do you want to play this game uh, for fantasy? Um, Probably just Kyler and D hop. I think McLaurin is fine, especially now that he's under six K that's a pretty good price. Um, Christian Kirk, I think is sneaky GPP value, but he's not that sneaky 12% ownership projection. Wow. People see it. So a lot of people must be stacking up Arizona. He's under 5% over here on FanDuel. So, okay, there you go. That's the play. Play my FanDuel potentially in the GPP. That's, that's it for me. I I think a lot of people are going to double stack D Hop and Kirk with Kyler Murray on DraftKings and then probably bring it back with Terry McLaurin. It seems like such an easy build and you could afford to do it. I'll probably go somewhere else because I don't see Washington staying in this game. It's going to be interesting. I, I really want to see Antonio Gibson get a bigger role this week, especially if they're playing catch-up, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, Kenyon Drake, the model likes him, but I think that's where I'd rather go It's Kenyon Drake. 
Yeah, he's 20% owned over here on FanDuel. It was funny, last week was the Antonio Gibson chalk week, and now he's 1.1% owned. So I guess people, <laughs> man, people, uh, people, people, it's a very much what have you done for me lately league, and I respect it, but man, they just do not care. And considering what Mostert did last week, I know he had that one huge catch, and he didn't have a, a crazy amount of rushing yards. The San Francisco team had a bunch of rushing yards. So it's kind of surprising that nobody is going to be on Antonio Gibson. Granted, we saw Peyton Barber dive in for those touchdowns. I'm um, just, just Terry McLaurin on that side for you. No, I'll, I'll have some shares of Gibson and GPPs for sure. But I was just trying to say what the public build is probably going to be. Is that Kyler, D or Kirk, probably both. And then McLaurin on the other side. I definitely think you could play Gibson. If you think Washington could keep this game close, Gibson and McLaurin are a perfect two man exposure to Washington on the other side of that stack. If you want to game stack it up. I am. I'm excited to see what that Washington front seven does to Kyler Murray. Obviously, we saw he's going to be running. <laughs> yeah, he. So it's it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited to see that. Um, I think it might get out of hand though with Arizona. We'll see. We've uh, crazier things have happened. So let's move on to the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs traveling to L.A. This is actually going to be a non home home game for the Chargers. It's really weird. Usually, they're uh, they have. Uh, their fans don't show up, and the opposing fans do. So this is actually the most home field advantage they'll have in a long time. Uh, Sia brought that up. I thought it was funny. Kansas City is favored by 8.5 points. We have an over-under of 47.5, and, and we get to play Patrick Mahomes in our builds this week. And right now he's only 8% owned, um, which is pretty interesting. We saw Joe Burrow do all right against the Chargers last week. I know you were on the Chargers, unfortunately. didn't really work out the way we were hoping Clyde edwards Hilaire already 15% owned, which is pretty funny, and we have Tyreek Hill at 10%. So people of the Kansas City Chiefs, how are you feeling about this game? Tyreek Hill is going to score a touchdown this week. I'll tell you that right now. Um, maybe even Demarcus Robinson, because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is thrown for more than one. He's always going to. Uh, I mean, how do you not want to always play the Chiefs? Um, I, I, I don't know. That's... I kind of like Patrick Mahomes under 10% ownership a lot. Right. That doesn't happen often. Edwards Hilaire's price is skyrocketing, rightfully so, but no one's on Austin Eckler this week. They're going to find a way to get him involved in the passing game. They have to. They have to see that tape and be like, wow, we just have him run up the middle 20 times is not the best way to use this guy. So like Eckler on the other side of that, I'm not going to play Sammy Watkins. He's got to do it twice for me to buy in. I'm not doing it. It's super cheap, though, so if you do want some exposure to KC, then just like a little mini game stack just for some exposure to the afternoon games, you can go Sammy Watkins and then Eckler on the other side for sure. Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams. I love Mike Williams this week. That is probably my favorite GPP play. He will be in the article, and I'm going to leave it at that. I think he's going to have a ton of air yards, and we hope Kansas City scores. And if they score, Mike Williams and Eckler on the other side are going to be act- or, uh, very active in this game. Should be a yeah. positive game script for him. Yeah, Austin Eckler only had one catch last week. Josh Kelly actually did better on the ground in terms of uh, average. Demarcus Robinson, I think, dropped two touchdowns last week, so screw that guy. But totally see what you're saying. I mean, at least got those opportunities. Anything on Kelsey? Hardman needs to come in now. Come on, Hardman. Like Robinson dropped two. Let's get Hardman in there. I like that. I like that. Travis Kelsey at 18, 17% owned over here on FanDuel. I mean, is he, I mean, we don't really have to talk about how great that guy is, but how do you feel, especially in that little stack that you created, if you can maybe shove him in there as well? That'd be wonderful. Absolutely do that. 
Absolutely wonderful. One more game and uh, shout out to our guy Sticks Picks here. He is uh, an absolute trooper this morning, Saturday morning. Uh, we have Baltimore traveling to Houston again. This game is only seven and a half points. And after we saw what the Chiefs did to the Texans last week, I have no idea why it's only seven and a half points, but I guess Vegas has to get money on both sides of this line. Um, over under a 50, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Weirdly enough, the Ravens didn't really run the ball that well. They ran it a lot. It was very much a volume game for them. I think they had over 30 carries, but only about 120-ish yards. Uh, Lamar Jackson's incredible, as we already know. Uh, that backfield is weird. J.K. Dobbins got the two touchdowns. Mark Ingram got the most carries. It's going to be weird all year until they really do figure it out. Last game, Nick, how are you feeling about this one? Where are we going? And uh, does David Johnson do well again? Uh, I mean, Duke Johnson is likely to miss the game, right? Was he ruled out yet? Yep. He was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, David Johnson's going to have a ton of workload. It's just a very tough spot, but he is going to catch a lot of passes. I think you could do way worse than David Johnson, especially if he's going to be under 5% owned. And then Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, and Mark Andrews, man. Not much to say there. I, I, I love Fuller, how many targets he got last week. I think we could go there. I mean, Cleveland's receivers had solid night against Baltimore last week, and it's going to be a same game script for Houston. They're going to be chasing points pretty often and, and early in this game. I think I'd love to see a lot more Randall Cobb. I think it's a perfect game for him. But, yeah, Baltimore's corners don't necessarily scare me. I, I know I respect Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith, but it all it takes is one time for Will Fuller to beat you on a 60-yard bomb and hit value in DFS. So Fuller's definitely in play. Fuller is definitely in play. And obviously, again, we're not here to tell you to play Lamar Jackson. If you want to play him, be our guest. He's going to be fantastic. So that is it. Um, we are we are going to cut it there. Uh, I think we did a great job. And make sure, again, to be on the lookout for the Sunday morning live stream. I, I'm very confident Nick will feel a lot better. Get some fluids in you. Maybe go to sleep. Uh, feel yeah, a little bit better there. But <laughs> going right back to sleep. And we appreciate the hell out of this guy. Again, you can find him at Sticks Picks. And don't worry, even though he feels like garbage, he still has three articles to write for us, I think. So be on the lookout for his cash game article. Be on the lookout for the props. At least the, the model covers the props. That one's pretty easy. And also his GPP article. We made a lot of money on props last week, so I'm excited to do that again. Again, that's at S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. You can find me at Michael Rizzio one You can find us at Windaily Sports. Make sure to go to WindailySports.com. Check out all the articles on all the stuff. We have already have a game-by-game breakdown. We already made some money on Joe Burrow on Thursday nights. So we are in a good spot and also we hope you make it a very very profitable week two in the nfl